The Freeing Wisdom of Emptiness, recorded on February 8th, 2021. Here in the West, we spend enormous chunks of time, for most of us every moment, living within self-imposed mental limitations and restrictions. Many of these limitations, particularly those of subconscious perspective, arise as outgrowths of mistaken concepts of who and how we are, individually, culturally, cognitively, physically, emotionally, intellectually, etc. Day after day, we live within the same grooves of personal habitual outlooks and behaviors. Some might refer to them as ruts, repeatedly defining ourselves along the same tiring lines self-obsessively climbing over others in our pursuit of those situations, events, products, places, and people we believe will fulfill our desires for happiness and or provide protection against discontent and stress. All the seemingly never-ending dramas of I am, I want, I need, I like, I don't like, I don't want, in other words, our me, myself, and I-ness stem from our over-concretized sense of self, which is not something we've mindfully chosen, nor was it adopted after insightful thought and analysis. Rather, we construct and solidify it simply because we don't know any better. And as we mature, it hardens into an ever-thickening wall of self behind which we lurk, like ostriches with heads buried in the presumed safety of a dark hole, alone, out of harm's way from all that exists beyond, or hopefully so. But reality is not like that. We are, like it or not, interconnected, in fact, interdependent, a working aspect of all that is. Consider even that hole in which the ostrich likes to hide its head was dug by someone or something else. And we suffer due to the slippery hallucination of self that we're living within. Consider, although existent in an environment of complete interrelation, we persist in wanting and failing to maintain a persistent entity of ourselves as singularly independent, separate due to our unique individual essence our own, more important than anything else, isness. Intuiting our self to be more substantial than the rambunctious sense or thought it actually is, we mindfully maneuver into tangles, stubbornly tying ourselves into confusing knots of emotions, anxieties, and fears. We then stumble into the familiar intentions and actions that bring about what is commonly referred to in Buddhist teachings as dukkha, that is the rut, confusion, discontent, worry, stress, anger, jealousy, lusts, dissatisfaction, suffering. Siddhartha discovered that the, quote, for me only, unquote, pursuit of personal satisfaction is destined to fail as it is deeply and dearly rooted in an unrealistic sense of self, the phantom perspective. Based on this understanding, the Buddhist curriculum 
is directed toward the experiential discovery of the true nature of our self, not as something unique and special, but as the fundamental and liberating how I am that we share in common with every other being. Perhaps this becomes a little more accessible if considered this way. Self does exist, just not in the nature or ways we believe it does. That's right, simply put, self does exist, just not in the nature or ways that we believe it does. In absolutes, self is nothing more than a stubborn thought. The Buddhist teachings on methodology, right view, right speech, right livelihood, the cultivation of equanimity, patience, generosity, etc., work towards spawning the atmosphere and conditions in which the mind might most effectively settle down and process, allowing the blossoming of these authentically clarifying aspects to occur. It is in partnership with these insights that our teachings and meditation practices lead us to further identify and analytically explore the progressively revealing true nature of our minds and by extension of ourselves and others as well. At the Chenrizig Project, we have shared in studies of the classic Buddhist wisdom text known as the Diamond Sutra, this ancient text is well known for its poetically profound reflections on the impermanent nature of all things, especially in its brilliant, often quoted 32nd verse. But there is much more. The text weaves its way in and out of insights on what we call ego, our mental imprints or karma and the empty of inherent self-essence nature of anything we can point to as this or that. The teachings refer to this as emptiness, and it includes our wonderfully chock-full selves as well. It is within the emptiness of any inherent and consistent self that the vastness of our potentials dwell. Herein is the source of unlimited freedom, wisdom, and accomplishment. This is so precisely because we are empty, completely empty in any materially existing way of our imagined limitations, boundaries, hindrances, impediments, and inhibitions. That is our self-sabotaging tenacious resistance. The Buddhist wisdom teachings, including the Diamond Sutra, don't merely point toward this or try to convince us of its truth. Rather, they lead us to see it for ourselves by mapping the consciousness pathways through which we perceive, react, think, set intentions, respond, and experience. The navigational lessons incumbent in these discoveries are life-changing for those who embrace them, not only on an intellectual level, but on a practical one as well. Simply put, these understandings form the trailhead toward reducing our ignorance-sourced clinging and grasping and the confused emotional states arising within their weak. Fundamental among this is the widely spoken and until understood by us ignored truism that there is no need to look for or depend upon outside causes for happiness or well-being or the cessation of our discontent and suffering. 
in concert with nurturing meditation practices, undeniable insights lead us to the surety that deepest happiness abounds upon seeing and respecting our infinite interconnections with other beings, and then accordingly thinking, speaking, and acting responsibly in all we do. Recognizing the progressive, if this, then that, psychology of emptiness frees us as we realize that our current limitations and faults, no matter how surely we consider them to be acute aspects of us, are not permanently coded into our nature. We come to understand there are no enduring engineering blueprints detailing what our minds are and are not capable of, regardless of how persistently we build and base our personalities along their supposed guidelines. Liberated from our familiar self-obstructing habits and perspectives, confining thought walls and ruts are no longer capable of restricting the creativeness of what and who we are reaping the benefits of our fertile mind, wholesome and authentic well-being and growth are ours to experience and share with others. To this end, I believe there is nothing more empowering than the prolific freedom of the wisdom of emptiness, nothing more enabling than mindful awareness of its existence, nothing more liberating than its realization. Come to consider this experience moments of authenticity, come to investigate it, uncover your mind's true peace, and come to know it to be the very, very best you can be. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of the Chen Rizik Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group located in Duval, Washington, and with a national online presence. You can learn more about the Chen Rizik Project at our website, www.chenrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G, Chen Rizik, www.chenrizikproject.org. Our background music, titled Helicopters and Small Planes, was composed and performed by the renowned San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega. It appears on his album, Matters of the Heart. More about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com. Or, as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name, or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for both his talents and generosity. My name is Mark Winwood.